Hello and welcome to Today in Sports Betting for Thursday, June 16th. I'm your host, Doug Reed, and you can find me always on, as always on Twitter at Doug underscore Reed 34. This is the Sports Ethos presentation, and if you haven't checked us out already, go to sportsethos.com. And you can see our uh, packages and what we offer, whether you are into wagering, which is a group I'm a part of, you're into DFS, you're into fantasy. Um, our company is exploding. We have taken on a lot of baseball, a lot of football coming up. Uh, we've got podcasts. We've got prop plays. And our wagering group, which I'm a part of, for 15 bucks a month, you can get our wager pass. And you're going to get nightly plays anywhere from handful of plays up to 10, 12 plays uh, with basketball and hockey wrapping up, you'll get those. You'll get Major League Baseball. You'll get tennis. You'll get Aussie Rules football. Might even get some soccer through the World Cup. You're going to get a ton of um, college and NFL football as that ramps up later in the summer. Lots going on and lots of stuff to check out on at Sports Ethos. Now, before I get going, uh, I do recommend a couple of accounts we have, though, on Twitter. One is... Ethos Fantasy BB for baseball, and another is Ethos Fantasy FB for football. Daily updates. Uh, we have one, we have one for basketball, Ethos Fantasy BK, but that's kind of wrapping up. But daily updates, line movements, player ins and outs. Um, check them out. The football one is run by Joe Stico. He you can find him at Twitter at sorry JP Stico. You can find him at JP STICCO. He also hosts our Fantasy Football Today, which is a great podcast. Three days a week right now, but going to ramp that up later in the summer to daily. And on our baseball side, you can find Joe Arico, who hosts our MLB Today, um, mainly a fantasy podcast, but he's been doing a fantastic job. He's got some great DFS plays on there as well. You can find him at Joe Arico 99 that's O-R-R-I-C-O-9-9 on Twitter. So uh, if you're following baseball, follow Joe. If you're following football, follow JP. If you're wagering, follow me and the group here. Uh, we've been doing a good job. Baseball has been a little tough, but we seem to be turning the corner there. And lots of interesting stuff going on here. If you're into props, though, I do check suggest you check out our partner at Thrive. That's T-H-R-I-V-E. It's Thrive Fantasy. Basically, it's a prop uh, game. So prop up with Thrive on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. When you sign up, just use the code ETHOS, E-T-H-O-S, and you get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first 100 bucks, and either two or four free game tickets to play. Basically, you pick the player props and the biggest names playing every night, score points when your props hit, and the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize. So check them out at thrivefantasy.com or on their app. So let's get to the boards. In the NBA, we have one game, game six, and then we have nine MLB games. Um, in the NBA, we have the Warriors traveling to Boston for game six. They're up three games to two, and you can get the home Celtics. It's now dropped to three and a half. It was minus four for the last couple of days. So you can get the home Celtics minus three and a half, and the total here, 210. You can get the Celtics on the money line at minus 165 or the Warriors at plus 145. Now, an interesting angle on in this series that I found is anytime well either team has won they've covered and they've covered large but when Golden State's won the number has sailed well under that 210 that it is today and when Celtics win it goes seems to go well over so tonight I'm on the home Celtics uh, I'm going to be laying three and a half points and I'm going to be taking the 210 over obviously it's a must win and I think they have the ability uh, in front of the home crowd to get back up and send the game send the series back to Golden State 
and in Game Seven, well, we'll we'll get to that game when when on the weekend if it gets there. But I've been saying for a while, I think this series is going seven games. So I'm going to be on the home Celtics minus land three and a half, and the total over two ten is I think it's going to be fairly tight game. Um, but if the trend continues, the winner will cover the spread easily. So I think the Celtics, I don't know that they cover easily, but they should be able to cover, and the number all going over. So on to the diamond. We have nine games in Major League Baseball. To start off, we have the Oakland A's at Boston, where you can get righty Paul Blackburn on the hill for the A's, lefty Rich Hill on the bump for the Red Sox. And Oakland comes in a plus 160, home Red Sox minus 180, and total here 9.5. I'm actually on the Red Sox run line at plus 120. And the reason being, Oakland has really, really struggled in the last month. They started the year playing over the head and everybody you know, didn't know what was going on and now they've regressed back to the main. Just to give you some stats on the A's, as far as batting average, 211, last in Major League Baseball. On-base percentage, 275, last in Major League Baseball. Slugging, 323, second last in Major League Baseball. Going against lefties, they're a little bit better, but they're 27th in average, 28th in OBP, and 24th in slugging percentage. And yes, Rich Hill is a lefty and in Fenway Park, that is not the side you want to throw from. But the A's have struggled against everybody, but against their team. Within that, they played the Red Sox five times, 0-5 against the Red Sox, and they've been outscored 36-6. to In five games, they've averaged just over one run per game. So I see that trend continuing. Maybe Rich Hill, a lefty in Fenway, maybe gives up a couple runs. But the flip side is the Red Sox, who have been on fire. So those same stats, batting average, they're 257, fourth in the majors. On-base percentage, 318, 13th in the majors. And slugging 416, sixth in the majors. Now against righties, pretty much the same. Their average 256, they jump up to third. They're on base 315, they jump, they move down one spot to 14th. And slugging, they move down a little there at 412, but they're still number 10. So they've been hitting well. The A's haven't been hitting well. And um, Blackburn, I would say, is a better pitcher than Rich Hill, straight up, and then having an average year. But the Sox are hot, the A's are cold. I couldn't take them on that. Uh, huge uh, money line of minus 180. So I pivoted it to the run line of plus 120. Next game of the day sees the Padres in Chicago. Joe Musgrove, the righty for the Pods, versus Matt Swarmer, the righty, the young righty for the Cubs. You get the Padres at minus 185, the Cubs plus 165. Total here 11. You can get the Padres in a run line at minus 135. I like the Padres. I actually like this number under. I think the wind is blowing out, but I think Musgrove will hold the Cubs in check. Um, the question is how many runs the Padres get. If they put up six or seven, maybe the Cubs can put up four or five, and then we're looking close at that number. But I don't think they can against Musgrove. He's been really good, really consistent, home and away this year. If anything, I'd lean to the under. I see it down to about minus 105, the number 11. Uh, the total 11, minus 105, I'd look that. I like the Padres to win, but at minus 135 on the run line, that's a little too pricey for me. So this game's basically a stay away, but I would lean Padres under. Pardon me, total under the 11. Next game at 307 in the East, which I'm actually heading to. So trying to wrap this up quickly and I can get out there. Uh, the Orioles are in Toronto to continue their series against the Jays. You get righty Tyler Wells on the hill for the O's, and you get staff ace Kevin Gosman, the righty on the hill for the Jays. Jays come in minus 260 favorites. You can get the O's at plus 215. Total here is 8.5. Jays in the run line at minus 120. I'm actually on the over here. Um, uh, my total is eight and a half. I'm on the over. I got it at minus 104. And the reason is the Jays' bats have really woken up. 
It is hot and humid here in Toronto. The dome will be open or the Rogers Center roof will be open. Uh, ball tends to fly when the weather heats up here. Never mind the Jays' lineup's been hitting well. But the O's have scored six runs in their last two games against the Jays in this series. They scored one in the first game, and then they scored 10 uh, on their, in their previous game on Sunday. So their bats have woken up a little. I don't think they get to Kevin Gosman. If anything, I might look to the run line here at minus 120 as well. But I think the Jays can get the Wells, and uh, if, the bat, if the Orioles' bats stay hot, maybe they get two, three runs. Maybe in, when they get in the Jays' pen, which hasn't been stellar this year, maybe they get another run there. So all of a sudden they're looking at halfway to that, they're close to halfway to that total, and the Jays bats hopefully can do the rest. So I'm on the over eight and a half here. Next game we are in Colorado, the Guardians, and Guardians have Tristan McKenzie on the hill, the righty, versus Chad Cool, the righty for the Rockies. You can get the Guardians favorite at minus 140. The home Rockies as underdogs plus 120. Total here 11 and a half. I think this number was 11 and a half yesterday, and a little bit on 11. Oh, my phone's talking to me. Don't need that right now. Um, 11 and a half. Total is 11 and a half. Yes, I think the total landed on 11. And you can get the Guardians on the run line at plus 110. I'm looking at McKenzie and the Guardians at minus 140. I think this is his first time pitching in Coors Field. And Chad Cool's pitched decent at home. I just think straight up McKenzie is a much better pitcher. And I think they'll be run scored no matter what. Um, but I think the Guardians have the ability to get the Cool. So anything I would look to the Money line, it's a little steep for me at minus 140. If I get that down to minus 130 or better, I might be on the Guardians. But other than that, um, the rest of the numbers I'm not on, but looking at the Guardians on the money line. Next game has the Phillies against Washington. You can get Zach Wheeler, the righty on the hill, at minus 210 versus lefty Patrick Corbin at plus 175 for the Nats. Total here is nine. And you can get the Phillies at minus one and a half on the run line, minus 130. Now, if you listen to my show, and if you follow my picks in our Sports Ethos Wager Pass, you know I'm on the Fade Patrick Corbin train. Now, I think he's won his last, or the Nats have won the last two games he started in. But in his, I believe it's his 13 starts, they've lost 11. And I think 10 of them have been by two runs or more. So what I am on here is the Phillies team total over five and a half and I got that at plus 102 so I think they get to Corbin and I think they can put some runs up against him I might look at their run line but at minus 130 the Phillies run line at minus 130 it's a little steep because I think the Nats bats have woken up a little do they get the wheeler I don't know but uh the lineup isn't up yet it has Soto posted and he's missed the last two games if he's playing I definitely think um, they can get some. They can put a few runs on the board. You've got Lane Thomas leading off. He's hitting well. Cesar Hernandez is a switch hitter. He's hitting second, doing his thing. Then you've got Soto, a lefty. Cruz, a righty. Josh Bell, a switch hitter. And Cabert Ruiz, the catcher, switch hitter. And Yadiel Hernandez, a lefty. So Soto uh, hasn't been putting up the monster numbers, but he's Juan Soto, one of the best hitters in baseball. Cruz has been hot in the last month. Josh Bell, a switch hitter, has been hot. Cabo Ruiz has been hot, and Hernandez has cooled down a little, but he is a lefty going against Wheeler. So, this, so And you've got the nine-hitter, Luis Garcia, shortstop, a young shortstop. If you're looking for a fantasy pickup, he's a great pickup. He's been hitting well, and he's a lefty going against Wheeler as well. I don't know that he has a lot of success against him. I mean, I, I, I wouldn't expect him to have a lot of success necessarily, but their lineup's been hitting. So I think they have the ability to put up a few rounds. Total here is nine, although it's juiced to the uh, – over minus 120 and get the under plus 100. 
Um, so I might look at that because I think that Phillies get, well, I'm hoping they get at least six runs against the Nationals because Corbin will be giving up some runs. So then can the Nats get the Wheeler and the bullpen, which has been shaky up here. Corey Knable has been replaced as their closer. Sir Anthony Dominguez is probably the favorite there. So their bullpen has struggled a little. Do they get the nine? Maybe. But I'm just going to stick on the Phillies um, team total at five and a half. Like I said, I got a plus 102. The next game is in New York where we have the Rays. And it was supposed to be Drew Rasmussen, but he was put on the IL today. So they pivoted to what should be basically a bullpen game. Jalen Beeks, the lefty, is the starter. For the Rays, going against Luis Severino, the righty for the Yankees, who's been having a great bounce back here. You get the Rays plus 210 on the money line, Yanks minus 250. Total here is 7.5. You get the Yankees in the run line at minus 115. And I'm not on this game. If anything, maybe I'd look to the over 7.5, but it's down to minus 120. I think the Yankees can get the Beaks. Maybe the Yankees run line, um, or not run line, sorry, uh, team total. I'm just trying to pull that up. It's probably going to be in about 4.5. Uh, I got the Yankees four and a half and minus 120 against Beaks in the bullpen. Tampa usually does fairly well in these bullpen games, um, but a lefty going against their lineup. I might look at that. Yankees over four and a half runs at minus 120. It's probably some value in that number. Next game, uh, get back, getting back to the board. Well, let's take a little break. A few games left in Major League. Just a, the three ball games we'll get that back to in a minute. We'll take a short break and come back and wrap up the MLB card. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, last three games tonight, we have Brewers in New York to face the Mets. Brewers have young lefty Aaron Ashby on the mound, and the Mets have Tyler McGill, the righty, returning from the injured list. You can get the Brewers at plus 115, the Mets at minus 135. Total here is eight. You can also get the Mets in the run line at plus 160. I think I'm actually going to be on the Mets at minus 135. McGill, I don't really like backing guys in their first game back from an injury, but I don't think he's probably going to be long. Aaron Ashby is a good prospect. Um, pitched great out of the bullpen. His first start, I think his first two starts were decent, but then he's been hit a little bit lately. And the Mets at home are always a good bet. And the Brewers are struggling. I mean, they've been really cold lately. Uh, got off to a good, hot, uh, a hot start. Uh, seemed to have slowed down in the last month or so, I would say. So I'm not really sure um, I want to be backing them. And I definitely don't want to be backing them in New York. So I think that's a fair price. I'm uh, just pulling up. Let's see. The Brewers are, uh, yeah, two and eight in the last 10. So they have been struggling. And I like the Mets. And I like McGill. When he's healthy, I definitely like him. So even if he comes back, gives gives him five innings, 
uh, and then pass off their bullpen. I'm probably going to be on the Mets. Going to shop that around. If I can get a little better than minus 135, I'll be on that. Second last game of the night is in Detroit, and we get the Texas Rangers. Martin Perez, their lefty on the hill. You can get them at minus 160, and righty Bo Brisky for the Tigers at plus 140. Total here, 8.5. You can get the favored Rangers on the run line at plus 105. And what I jumped on was the first five under, four and a half. And I got that at minus 105. So shop that around. If you can get that even money, it's even better. First five innings, under four and a half. And this is the reason why. Detroit has been struggling at the plate all year long. They are in batting average 219. They're 27th. On-base percentage 276 is 29th. And slugging percentage 315 is dead last. They're just not hitting home runs. Um, I think Aaron Judge and John... uh, I think it's Judge and Stanton combined have more home runs than the Tigers' entire team uh, this year. So not hitting at all. Then you throw that against lefties. They're a little better. So their average goes up to 251, which is 10th best in the majors. However, they're on base is 304 against lefties, 24th. And their slugging still struggles, 342. So puts them at 29th. When you get Texas against righties, uh, which Brisky is, their average is 231, 24th. So not great. They're on base is 285, 28th. So very weak. And their slugging 367 is 24th in major leagues. So they don't hit righties all that well. I mean, they're not hitting all that well to begin with. They picked it up a little lately. Um, but I think Perez, even though he's a lefty, the Tigers are struggling, and he's a good lefty this year. He's been pitching well. And I'm not a huge supporter of Brisky, but going against his Rangers lineup, I could see them limiting the runs. So I'm on the first five under four and a half in the Texas-Detroit game. Last game of the night is the Battle of L.A. No, no, sorry. The Battle of L.A. is over. The Angels are traveling to Seattle. So you get Shohei Otani, the righty on the hill for the Angels at minus 125. You get young righty George Kirby on the hill for the M's at plus 105. Total here is seven. You can get the Angels on the run line at plus 145. I think I'm actually going to be on the Angels at minus 125 here. Uh, Otani pitches historically in his brief career has pitched better at home, um, but he has been good this year. And the M's bats have been kind of hot and cold, a little colder later, lately than more than hot. And his last outing against the Red Sox, I think it was last Sunday night, he shut them down, pitched fantastic. I know that because I was on the Red Sox side in that game. And the Mariners' George Kirby, hyped prospect, first couple outings went well. Since then, hasn't pitched uh, all that great. Uh, You know, typical young pitcher coming up, getting a chance to shine. Uh, He's going to have his ups and downs. But I'm just pulling up his numbers here. On the season... 1.15, 1.135 1.15, 1.135 whip and a 3.6 by the ERA across uh, 37 innings in his seven starts. But as I pull up his pitching logs, you just bear with me for a second here. Uh, George Kirby this year, you know, like I said, started off fairly well, but has slowed down recently. His first, you know, he started against Tampa, six innings, four hits, no runs, no walks, seven strikeouts. One earned run the next game, then gave up five earned runs to Boston, four earned runs to Oakland, then shut down Baltimore with no earned runs. Then six innings against Texas, five hits, two earned runs, no walks, three strikeouts, five innings against Boston, six innings, sorry, in five innings, six hits, five runs, three earned, a walk, and four strikeouts. So he's been inconsistent at best. Um, but it, again, young pitcher, having a decent year, 3.65 the ERA. He's got a FIP of 4.11. So his ERA is, is, uh, 
a little better than it probably should be. So definitely a good prospect, but I just think against Otani and the Angels, uh, I'd be one. I'd rather back the Angels because the Angels are also hitting well. Uh, you've got Taylor Ward back at the top of the lineup, then obviously Trout, Otani, Jared Walsh, all doing well. Uh, Brandon Marsh in the sixth spot. Joe Adele has been pitching well, though I don't see him listed in the starting lineup, although this is a very tentative starting lineup. So I like where they're hitting. I like Otani much better than Kirby. And a plus, minus 125, I can shop around and get that for a little better price. I'll definitely be on that. So uh, should be an exciting NBA Game 6. I think it goes to Game 7, so go Celtics. And nine games on the baseball card today. Hopefully something is of interest to you there. And we will catch you tomorrow, maybe recap Thursday, and uh, get back to the Stanley Cup tomorrow and break down the games for you. So have a great night. Have some fun bets, some successful bets, hopefully, and we'll chat with you tomorrow. Tomorrow.